I have given you so many tips, tricks, and lessons in acting. And today we are privileged to have powerhouse character actor Danny Roebuck, and he's going to say how he used them all. Acting Class Weekly with legendary character actor Sean Whelan. Lessons, tips, and insight into the craft and business of acting from a man who's been directed by the likes of Spielberg, Eastwood, Tim Burton, Ang Lee, Michael Bay, Wes Craven, Tom Hanks, and many more of Hollywood's A-List. He is 30 years an actor and your professor, Sean Whelan. I am so excited, so excited, Roxy, that I wore the double blue. It, I break it out very rarely because she was quite jealous when I wore it last time. You saw me today and you said, you're going to be angry. Right. You're going to be angry. Right. It's and not she an corrected anger, me. it's a jealousy. She's and I'm jealous. working on it. She's jealous because the blue and the blue and the yeah, eye blue, it's, it's just a pipe. It's triple pops. blue. It's, 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 not, it's triple blue. It's triple blue. Why don't we call it what it is? Let's yeah. call, let's yeah. call yeah. a blue a blue. It's let's call blue. a blue. It's triple blue. And if you uh, recognize that uh, voice you heard, it's my good friend Danny Roebuck is here with us today, along with, and see, I'm switching it up, along with Ms. Phenomenal Roxy Stryer. That is true. I'm glad that we talked about yeah, it. Yeah. See, we work out issues here. I'm very true. Solidly communicating uh and mr fantabulous jeff graham is with us today as well as always our producer and very excited uh such an honor to have you in danny i feel like i have so many different references for you as an actor just kind of growing up seeing you on our screen so really cool to have you in here thank yeah you. thank yeah. you disembodied voice jeff <laughs> the voice of god yes so listen and i've talked about all these different tips and tricks like i said in the cold open uh, you know, attitude, preparing for auditions. And I know Danny and I overlap uh, so much on so many things the way we believe. But then, as always, everybody's process is a little different. And so there are some questions and some things I'd love to talk to Danny about uh, that may be a little different than mine, but they work and they've worked for him. He has over 230 credits on IMDb. 239. 239. And, I, and, and, I, and I've said that people, that when you see those, one credit could be 10 episodes of a series. So uh, he has many, 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 many credits. And uh, we are honored to have you here today. Well, I'm, I'm honored to, to be here uh, in between this illustrious company. Yeah, thank uh, you right. very much. And I, I see that they've they've made it a, a single, yes. which you should have because you're the star. Okay, and a two shot. But it turns out that the two best looking people thank you. are on one side, yeah. and then you know. But we don't have the blue thing. Yeah, we don't have the triple on. blue. We don't, we don't have, have, have the blue, blue job blue. going. Well, well, see the the overwhelming triple blue is so magnanimous. Yeah, you can't have you someone can't really. Yeah, you can't yeah, have yeah, someone yeah, so yeah, close. You can't have someone no, so I wish, close. I wish people There's could definitely. be here with us to yes, see this. In yes, person. just to see this. You can see this all for our YouTube uh, watchers. Obviously, you'll oh, see yeah. it. But the uh, people who are listening to it, you will know that I have my blue jacket, my blue T-shirt, my blue. Beautiful blue eyes, which yeah. I always no. It's have like with it's like kids. Paul Newman at the beach right. in Hawaii <laughs> on a, a beautiful blue day. That's yeah. that's what I'm seeing here. And you guys are a Midwestern couple in yeah. Saugus or yeah. something. Yeah, we're from like Saugus. Right? Yeah. We're in yeah. Saugus. Yeah, but well, we're happy to be here. Rustic. Yeah, yeah. rustic. See, a little I, more I rustic. Started improving. Yeah, Who there we go. In your cereal this All morning. Right. Okay. All right. So so today we're gonna go over as another thing I've learned is to 
teased the show based on Mr. Fantabulous. Jeff told me this idea. We're going to talk to Danny. We're going to go over some of the all some of the episodes that I've talked about, and Danny's going to talk about how he has applied what we've talked about on this show. And then at the end, if you stick around, you'll hear about two shows: one on Disney Channel and one very big ABC show that Danny and I both worked on together and were there at the same time and in different exotic locations. We'll even so that's a that's a big tease. That's a good So tease. you're gonna want to stick around yeah, for that. Don't, hey listen, don't go anyway because you know we might give something away. Yeah, exactly. I don't know what how, are we gonna give away? I don't know how we do well we're gonna give away great information right. to help actors uh yes to uh, to, a, to, a, to sell a, this this Mountainous wall of mm. show business. I thought there you were going to say Sean's jacket. He wasn't no. going to be happy about no. that. Or you could just pull my eyes out in the alley. Um, okay. And then before we do that, as always, we are going to talk about Sean's week. Danny, be, be excited. Be grateful because you're going to hear the opening to Sean's week oh. live. Ready? Okay. One, two, three. Sean's week. Nice. Hey, that was good. That was it, actually. That was the entire thing. That was the entire thing. Short and like, sweet. So that, was, that was right. That was very uh, doe a deer, a female. Yes. You guys had that. Right. And it was just saying, like, doe a, and yeah. then you're done. Kind of working my whole life on that moment, though. Yeah. So your, so lack, of your lack of enthusiasm, enthusiasm is a little rough. A little disrespectful, but I, know, <laughs> I guess I know what we're getting now. <laughs> right. Uh, and. So, uh, so my my week, crust as you know my my film that I cut down from a feature now to twenty seven minutes. It's a much more uh, trimmer version. Uh, we wanted to trim it a little more. We gave it to Doug, as you guys remember. Doug came in here and talked about story points and uh, how to create a sketch, beginning, middle, and end. And he helped <clears throat> trim it down, and that was really great. Uh, and then another thing that happened this week was that I was recovering from an illness. That's why I wasn't on last week, guys, so I apologize for that. Um, and I also want to just touch on, please, please, please listen to the um, Dealing with Rejection episode. Um, I had a real-life case of this with uh, someone who I was working with in a teacher-student capacity that, you know, their issues unfortunately made it too hard to continue to work with. And They were not okay with being rejected by you? Well, just, to, just their – and you know in that episode, I know it was called rejection, but it's really the insecurities, the mental anguish that you bring to your workplace – if you can't keep that in check, it makes it very difficult. So I don't want to go to where and how and all that kind of stuff, but I will just tell you it's really, really important because, unfortunately, one of the best writers and talented uh, actors that I've worked with, but because of that, it made it an impasse. So please, please take care of that. Another funny thing is I am listening to. I don't know why he's another, another, another funny, funny thing. Another it funny. Really yeah, that whole funny. thing about so rejection. Yeah. Really funny to that <laughs> yeah, guy. Pretty great. Yeah. Um, it was awesome <clears throat> yeah. that we can't work together anymore. It's pretty yeah. funny, yeah, but it's also funny. Yeah. I can't By wait. The way, that was a cyanide capsule. So yeah. So obviously, I haven't learned transitions really well from Roxy yet. 
Well, I'm excited for this funny story now. This funny story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this will be even funnier. Yeah. If you can yeah, imagine. It's right up there with, you know, the Holocaust. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I don't know yeah. how it tops that, Super but funny. right alongside. But, uh, and, this, and this will dovetail into Danny, which I didn't even know until this afternoon, but I'm listening. I've told you guys I've been listening to audiobooks a lot lately of actors. For some reason, I'm just diving in. So the very sweet voice of Gene Wilder talking uh, very nicely, um, kind of the hyper-erratic voice of Anna Kendrick, uh, Alec Baldwin's very, you know, uh, straight, kind of gravelly voice. And then I pick up and start to listen to Gary Marshall's book. And my God, his cadence is just one you've never, you know, he talked some, and he calls it, and we worked on happy days. Happy days was the thing. And it's just so funny. And you really have to take a moment to go, okay, this is going to be what I'm listening to for 10 hours. His, he's just got the strongest New York accent, the weirdest cadence. Does but, it work for you ultimately, though? Or I no? mean, his information is so great. It's just lovely. But you uh, almost wish that it was a regular reader reading? The first, the first 10 minutes, I literally had to stop and go, okay, am I going to make the 10 hours? But then I just kind of slowly got used to it. But it was definitely a jarring transition from those well, other people. What's interesting to me about Gary Marshall, and you, it is a good transition. It's a good transition. Because yeah, I played him in a movie. He I played him. to play Gary, and he, he pauses in the weirdest places, yeah. and he talks like this. Anyway... He actually sounds exactly like, uh, forgive me, Phil, um, the actor who played Laverne's dad. Okay. uh, He used to write jokes for him, as you learned in that book. Yes. And that guy talks the same way. Now, when you think about it, the guy played Laverne's dad in Laverne and Shirley. Right. And now overlay Gary Marshall. Right. The exact same delivery, the exact same delivery. So he learned that from the other guy when he did. Now, when I played Gary, of course, on TV, somebody said I overacted. But I thought, have you not seen it and spent time with him because this is how he talks. And this is another overlap is that I worked with Gary on uh, Never Been Kissed. And we worked. He sat next to me. And uh, in the bleacher scenes, if you guys remember, he was one of the boss at the newspaper. And he came in and one of his, he improvised this line and they kept it. And he goes, it's a baseball game. We need wieners. We need wieners. Somebody, somebody go get us some wieners if it's a baseball game. You know, and, and it's just he's, I mean, a tremendous talent. I oh, mean, amazing. Oh, yeah. I, tremendous I, talent. We quote all the time, your meals, your room, comped free. <laughs> from, from lost in America. I realize yeah. you've lost a lot of money here. Yeah, yeah. Meals, your room, comp free. free. Yeah. Uh, so, so, it, it, so that's. I'm having fun listening to Gary Marshall. So that's my week. So, I don't want to waste any more time. Uh, so, but before we jump, so before we jump into Danny and how we met and going into all the lessons, Roxy would like to talk about. After I, I have no transition you with the Gary upon this, Yeah, it was so good. It good was job, so Sean. bad. Thank you, you touched a little bit on this earlier, and I made a face because I was so proud of you. You talked about how you could find us on YouTube or you could be listening See to that? us. I know you you're look very already proud. starting to transition in the plugs. But See? basically, guys, wherever you are, give us that five star, that thumbs up. If you want to see the beautiful faces that we've been talking about, go to YouTube. 
do that thumbs up, write a comment. We love reading what it is that you guys have to say. Also, on Spotify, on SoundCloud, on Apple Podcasts, wherever you are, wherever you're listening, we're there as well. Some really valuable advice. Sean's talking about other episodes that you can go check out, like the rejection episode, but you want to make sure that you're looking in the playlist to try to find all of oh. those I know it's kind of crazy. I, know, I was I thinking felt like if you I just kept so going, alone, but, then, right. but then he put it in, but then he took it out. I don't know what's what happened, happening. Jeff. You didn't love me anymore. Mm, easing it There's back. Easing it, just it came back. In a little hot. Came in a little hot. Oh, came in a little hot. Well, sometimes little we like hot. it when it comes in hot. So you guys can come in hot all you want. Leave us yes. those comments. That's how we talk about the things that we talk about. Yes. We see what you guys have to say, and we answer those questions here on air. So I will read more comments next week. But I know we have a jam-packed show today, so let's get back to the show. Yep. But if you do write a comment or a review, I will read it live on air. Yes. So let's just cut to the cut to the beginning. How did Danny and I meet? So we were kind of trying to remember this. Danny doesn't remember 100%. And I, I really go back to this. I had just seen The Late Show, which was about David Letterman and Jay Leno. The Late Shift. The Late Shift. I'm sorry. The, the Late, late show, Shift. Which is, which is actually, I know, close enough. Sorry. But, uh, and I had known Danny's work, obviously, and I just thought, God, he just did such a phenomenal job. So within like a couple weeks, I was at an audition, and I saw Danny sitting preparing on a couch, and I went over gingerly, and I just said, just want to say, I saw Late Shift, congratulations, you did such a good job. And I think you had recognized me as well. We both said really kind words, and he said thank you very much, and we chatted for a little bit. And then I don't know if we saw each other till the Wizards, so Wizards right? Away from the place, yeah. And that's a really good story. But we're teasing it, so we're going to save it. But we ran into each other on that. We became and super— you did Ghost? Yeah, when I did a ghost on oh. Wizards of Waverly Place. Uh, and we'll we'll talk about that a little later. I know you hate when I stop that kind of stuff, but it's a, it's such no, a it's fun okay. story. It's okay. It's I'll a fun let you story. have this one. So, uh, so you went up to him at the audition to congratulate him on, to, on Light Shift because he was so great. He was so fantastic. Do you remember what the audition was for? I don't. Yeah, I don't. Be, I mean, you know, and then we – but then after that, once – it's some, it's kind of one of those weird things in this town – you, you you run into somebody on audition, and then all of a sudden you start to see him on a lot of different auditions and stuff. And so we were always really, you know, friendly. And you guys stuff go up like, for the same thing often? Not now as much. We have in the yeah, last in the, few the, years. We ran into each other a few times. But, you know, it's usually when they say, like, you know, 45 to 65 all ethnicities, you know what I mean? And we'll run into each other because they'll have every shape and size and stuff like that. But we have on a couple things. We ran up, we went out for, speaking of wizards, it was a wizard thing a couple years ago. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that, uh, I think that's good that neither of us ended up in that. Right, Um, right. but But here's the thing about seeing, you know, you go, Look, if you're a fan of films and you get to you go to auditions, yeah, you know you have in front of you then all of these great actors, and I I do you love I do respect. the same yeah. that the same thing you you did that day, especially if there's something now look we're we're all we're all just trying the best we can so right. if you can give another actor uh, a little pick me up you yep. give him a little. A little, dude, you're great. Right. I saw that. I didn't remember you were in it, and I saw it, and you were great, and I just wanted to tell you. Yeah. You know, we're all working, trying to memorize the lines, but you give another actor a, a little 
It's a little kiss on the cheek, essentially. Yeah, yeah. And it's a little blessing into their audition. Yeah, yeah. And you certainly don't sit down and go, hey, what was it like? You know, because they're working. Everybody's working. Everybody's preparing. But it goes to attitude. And that was one of my first episodes, Danny. I said the right attitude for this business. I was saying you got to be flexible. You got to be open. You have to be curious. You have to have kind of a wide-eyed openness, a kind of... Uh, a, a relaxation to know that there's going to be bumps in the road. You have one of the best attitudes of anybody I've ever worked with. Talk about why you feel what kind of attitude has worked for you longevity wise in auditions and on sets. Um, well, I, I guess I could sum it up in a phrase. I have an attitude of gratitude. Right. You know, I don't. I don't believe I. I deserve this, right? But I certainly have earned this, okay. Um, and uh, uh, you know, I, I don't know how esoteric we can get here, but I do believe uh, that I am the living the manifestation of God's will for me. Okay. As a child, I started at six years old. Talk started talking about being on TV when I'm on TV. Mm-hmm. When I'm on TV now, I don't know where wow. that comes from. Right. I'm a you know some middle class kid in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania, but I saw myself in that. In that place, okay. And you really have no idea where that came from. No, I watch TV a lot. Like uh, every little kid, I like TV. I enjoy TV. And uh, around that same time, I started realizing what actors did. I was watching horror movies. I was inf- just infatuated right. with Frankenstein and the Wolfman. And then I started realizing, wait, that that's Frankenstein in this movie. But wait, no, now he's Doctor Frankenstein in this movie. So right. I started like it was becoming co. Like, there was a sentience to what actors did. Right. right? So I don't know where that came from, but I did talk about it a lot. Uh, And then um, I would say that I've made as many decisions as I could throughout the course of uh, my career, from from being six till now. Uh, I made decisions to get me in this position, to be speaking to you and everybody listening at home uh, or in their car about how we do this. So Mm -hmm. uh, I just kind of honored that that intuition i think my i simply think my future was unfolded and i think that's true of all of us right and uh i just stuck with it well the other thing i've noticed about you um that you're just a and and i've talked about this guys when i talk about actors you know painters need to know colors but actors need to know people and human beings you are a fan of people in oh, I, all I, people. Absolutely. In general, there is... Say, yeah. No, you're a fan of human beings. I love meeting... And my dad, you know, it's funny. My dad said to me once, he goes, you know, you, I, you've you got the perfect job because you like people. Right. And people, complete strangers, all have something to talk to you about. Right. So, so yeah, and I, I get to meet them. And, yeah. Yeah. Or, or just, you know, were you on? Are you... Did we go to high school together? Yeah. Which leads to another conversation, which leads to, you know... Yeah. I learn about them. Yeah. I, so you've got to know people. You also have to... You also have to know acting. Like, you know what I mean? And I mm-hmm. mean, you need to watch real uh, acting, not now acting. You need to go backwards and watch... Right. You know, Marlon Brando, and you need right. to watch... Uh, Elizabeth Taylor, and you need to watch Orson Welles. So you think yeah. that acting today is not as good as it was? It's a great question. I think acting today is is uh, we're all living on the backs of our predecessors. Right. Even Tony Randall would say, yeah. you know, he was doing, uh, you know, Randall would say, oh, I, you know, I was doing the the Thin Man in that delivery. You know, like we all go back yeah. and we steal 
from a, a previous great. great that we that we in, enjoyed. So I think that the actors now are living on you know that you know if you watch Tom Hanks, you really watch him, you think he's watched James Stewart. Yes, right, Jimmy Stewart. He's yeah. watched him. He knows he knows what it is. He he. He knows what it is about Stewart that was so likable. Yeah. Uh, and Tom Hanks will be that James Stewart for a new right. generation of actors. And people would say Jim Carrey is doing Jerry Lewis and, you know. Right. Now, Jonathan what would Carter. you say about someone like Daniel Day-Lewis? Like someone, he's kind of a league of his own, do you, you Yeah, think? I mean, Daniel Day-Lewis is such an interesting cat because there's a lot of Sturm and Drang yes. um, over, over it. But it still sounded to me like, I'm Abraham Lincoln. Right, right, right. So I thought that you a year. That's right. Look, yesterday I was at Disneyland. Okay, and I watched the you know animatronic Royal Dano version of that, <laughs> and I thought, well, Royal Dano uh, really seems like Lincoln. You know, <laughs> and and by the way, I have a Royal Dano I uh, audition story. Okay, May I share it. Sure, yeah. Royal Dano. So Royal Dano. Now this goes back to exactly what we're talking about. Watch out that I am a transition, Roxy, because <laughs> because you have to know other actors in their style. So Royal Dano, folks, you may have watched um, the Ten Commandments yeah, what would we with know your him family. From? Well, he's the voice of God in Ten Commandments. Okay, he's the voice of Lincoln at Disneyland. Okay, uh, but uh, he he's been in. Uh, the Red Badge of Courage was his first major movie. He played Lincoln in an omnibus TV show. Royal Danos literally had uh, what you would know him in. He was the preacher and the right stuff. Right, right, right. And he was okay. the teacher who always fell asleep in teachers. Okay. But here's Royal Dano, who is a great character actor. Okay. And I go to an audition for, there was, a, you may have auditioned, or you may not have been here yet. There was a cereal called Nut and Honey. Okay. What are you eating? Nut yeah. and Honey. And that was a joke. So it was a... Uh, colonel and a soldier. What do you eat, soldier? Nothing, honey. Oh, you know. Right. So we're at the audition, and I, I see Royal Dano, and I can't believe it. Now it's like 1986, 87. Okay. I go to Royal Dano. Mr. Dano, I'm, I don't mean to interrupt you here, but I have a picture of you on my wall. Right. And he says, wait, what? And I said, I have a still of you and Tony Randall from Seven Faces of Dr. Lowe on my wall at home, like wow. five blocks from here. Oh, my. So we talk about this and that for a few minutes because it's commercial, so there's really nothing yeah, to, yeah, yeah. to learn. And then when they call uh, Daniel Roebuck, uh, and how about Royal Dano? So then I got to go act with him. Wow. Right? So That's now exciting. this isn't about an audition anymore. This is I'm acting with I'm a acting dream of yours with a guy who's on my wall at home. That moment, I remember all of it. It hadn't. Who cares if I got the commercial? Right. I got Royal Dano. We walked to the car. A lesson for you and I, you too, Roxy, and everyone listening. I walk to the car and I say, Mr. Dano, it just seems weird to me that you have to audition for something like this. Mm -hmm. Royal Dano tells me in 1986 or 7, everything I need to know about show business. Daniel, he says, these casting directors are young. They don't know who I am. They don't know what I've done. They don't know what I could do. So I have to prove who I am day in and day out, and I'll be doing that forever. Wow. That's us. So the hustle never ends. The hustle never ends. For a guy like that, I, 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 conceptually, I couldn't see. Now I completely understand. Yeah, yeah. And by the way, I'll hustle every day, and I don't complain. Yep. I, no. I did a voiceover audition on the way here. 
Yeah. Um, you know what I mean? I'll hustle, hustle, hustle. Right. Um, and I like the hustle, which is, right. you know, kind of my theory on this, which we could get to. Well, it's also kind of nice. But now there's such a nostalgia that we are actually now working with the young people who grew up with us. <laughs> and you get the young person that knows you from way back and will you know, use you now because they've seen you when they were young, right? Which so is kind of fun too. Now, now war royal, but we still have to go and improve ourselves. Yep, you but, still got to go in. By the way, you know, to put it in perspective, that would have been let's say let's pick it as 1986. Okay, right. So low was probably 62. Okay, so that's 24 years, right? Right, right. You know what happened 24 years ago? What I started in the late shift. Wow. So from the time the guy was starring in the movie that I had the the thing on my wall. Till I met him was the same time as I did the late shift till now. Wow. Um, so it's really not that long. And by the way, today's my daughter's birthday. An interesting tidbit about this is when we went to see Jay Leno the last week he was performing, because my daughter Grace was a fan. He goes, Danny, uh, Dan, um, when did you do that movie, The Late Shift? And I said, oh, my gosh, Jay, this will never happen again. But I have the perfect example of how long ago we did that. This person. Because my daughter was born the day after we stopped shooting. Oh, my God. So, so exactly. Funny. So I know that I finished the late shift 24 years ago yesterday. That is so wild. <laughs> and also, happy birthday to Grace. Yeah, she's, yes, she's, happy she's, birthday she's, to she's Grace. A nice kid. Yeah. So we'll all be working for her one day. So let's, let's brown nose up to her. That's my advice. There Grace, happy, happy <laughs> birthday. Yes, the happiest. Rewinding for a second, though, because you talked about how important it is to know how to act, to have a technique, to train. And you talked about watching people. But is there something else? that you've done for training where you trained uh, yeah did, did you, you take go acting to class some... did you go to school yeah we did episodes on training and, yeah. and and you know but but we did touch on guys you, there's an episode called no acting class no problem and i talk about diving into movies diving into plays reading plays and stuff like that and obviously danny just touched on how important yeah. that is to love what love be a fan of uh the the craft that of you're the, trying to get a yeah get of the into. work that came before you right when exactly. i was when i was a little kid well the answer to your question is the only acting training i've ever formally had i went to the pennsylvania governor school for the arts for six weeks in 1979 40 years ago okay and, and just visited the campus two weeks ago with my my buddy mick trombley who was one of the producers of getting grace who i met at that school wow but that's the entirety of my training and i wow. did jump I not only jumped into watching movies and TV shows, but I jumped into through the blessings that I've uh, uh, experienced. Jumped into creating movies and TV shows, and, right? Um, but uh, I, you know, don't I shouldn't be the I should be the I'm, exception to the rule. Yeah, I'm the exception that proves the rule. Right? You know what I mean? But please, yes, find someone like like Sean uh, who is I I I can't stress this enough, man. Do do your due diligence. Your if your acting teacher is going to tell you how to perform a close up in movies, and he's selling you the the fact that he can teach you how to do a close up in movies, and you look him up on IMDb and he's played waiter two and juror <laughs> number four, right. they've never given him a close up, right. so he doesn't right. know how to do a close up. Right. Uh, you know, Sean Whalen is a star of movies and television shows. So uh, do your due diligence with that. I'm, that sounds like a commercial for Sean, but for no. whoever you're studying with, you know, cut through the bullshit. Hey guys, just wanted to share a message from our sponsor. Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast. Anchor gives you everything you need in one place 
for free, which you can use right from your phone or computer. The creation tool allows you to record and edit your podcast so it sounds great. They'll distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard everywhere, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and many more. You can easily make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's anchor.fm. Right, and we we did an episode on that as well when we talked about when you're finding a teacher, we believe that you should work with a teacher who has worked. Experience is very, very important. So. Well, in, in this, now, by the way, you could find an acting teacher who hasn't worked. You know, right. Lee Strasberg, you know, sure. seems to have been Uta Hagen. They, they were both actors sometimes, but yeah. they taught more than they acted. But But if you're going to learn... Film and television techniques, right? Or or if you're learning stage techniques, that person better have been, been on stage, on some stage, a lot of stage. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. I mean, it, so jumping into specifics, and this was one that I thought about um, that you and I, I, I did a thing about preparing for an audition. I went into an audition. I think I told the story on that one where I wore a wig. And because it was a fantastic wig that I got on Charlie's Angels. It was so good and it was so right for this part. I went in and I got lambasted. The feedback was don't ever come in with a wig and stuff like that. Then I saw you at an audition where you were fully dressed up with this wizard thing and you had the hair and everything. What are you and talking I about thought, the wizard thing? Uh, uh, there was a, so some, some independent movie that was comedic or something. Yeah. And there was a comedic wizard. and Danny, He's dressed as a wizard. He had the full long hair and the long beard and stuff like that. And I thought, wow, I was told not to do that. And do you do that all the time? Do you not do it sometimes? Like, what is your thought process uh, on I, the... I do it 100% of the time, and I'm going to I'm gonna tell you something, Sean. And, and this... you've told me this, and I know yeah. what you're going to say, because you've said it to I me I don't know before. what he's going to say. The, all right, you're going to The hear. audition is mine. The audition is not theirs. Okay. I, I'm the, I say the audition is the job. I'm writing a book called The Audition is the Job. And Fantastic. Other, I've heard him talk about this Other truths I've stuff. learned in the land of make-believe. So, look... The audition is mine, and uh, the point of it is, how do I feel like the character? Okay. Uh, and I can't play a befuddled wizard if I okay. don't have my beard. Now, I didn't wear a wizard robe. No, no. But, but I did have a long black coat on, yep. and I keep a, 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 a big closet filled with costumes, Okay, uh, you would say, that I, I could wear. So I've always... Dress for the part 100% of the time, 100% of the time it worked for me. Uh, to speak to what the, the the feedback you got, Sean, this is one thing that we got to – I respectfully say if the casting director says never or always, they're, they're out of line. Okay. If an acting teacher says never or always, they're out of line. Expand on that. What do you mean? They're, they're – there are exceptions to every rule, and one casting director doesn't want to see you in a wig, and the other 500 would love it. Okay. So why would that casting director say, and I know these casting director seminars, they say always, always, never, never. Right. But, but you're, you, you, listener. Are the artist. Are the artist. Okay. So what you do, uh, you know, with with respect... And always being gracious, that's my rule. If you do it with respect, you went in there wearing a wig out of respect for them because that's what you felt would be perfect. Okay. Um, you know, I, point in fact, uh, you know, I, there's a, a very funny commercial 
uh, uh, Geico commercial in which Is that I the played, Alexander, yeah, Graham Alexander Graham Bell. Did you dress that oh, way? Completely. I had the... because we saw this commercial. Wait, my girlfriend and I. Okay, yeah, there's no. a Geico commercial and he's sitting in a theater box seat, right? Right. And it's there's very play, funny. But the play's going. The play's on. going on. Phone and, rings. And you, the phone rings and it's Alexander Graham Bell and my girlfriend and I, Sheena, who Danny knows very well. We we watch. We're laughing and I go, Oh my God, that's Danny. We've like, been we waiting for your call. Uh, uh, no, no. It's I say, oh. I say, ahoy, hoy. Uh, I go, no, no, this is number one. You want number two. <laughs> two, I say. All right, that's my Alexander Graham Bell. By the way, Alexander Graham Bell, one of the nicest human beings ever, and I've turned him into a complete douchebag <laughs> in this commercial. But I went with the wig and the beard and the long coat. I can get you a picture if you want to put it yeah. up online. And, and I'll tell you something else. When I auditioned, I saw it said the callbacks are this day. And I knew I was going to be in Pennsylvania okay. on that day. So when they called back with the callback, I said, um, I can't be there. And the agent said, well, you should fly back from Pennsylvania. It's Geico. And I said, I I have something I'm doing. You know, like I was working on my right. movie. Yeah. I said, I can't fly back. Um, I'm sorry. I said, can't you just get me the commercial? This is how naive I am because I don't ever do commercials. And he goes, in 24 years, I've never had an actor book a commercial without a callback. And then the next day, they called it out for me, the part. Now, why? Because they saw I was the guy. Right. Because I had a beard right. and a mustache. And, yeah. and I colored my hair. My hair was brown then. I colored it gray to match the beard and the mustache. Right. And I looked like, you know, Alexander Yeah, You Grimmel. colored your hair for the audition. Yeah. There's yeah. A, 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 so many techniques. Actors should get the Richard Corson book on makeup. Okay. Uh, it's an old uh, old book. It's been reprinted 40 times. Uh, there's so many techniques that you could use to color your hair, paint your hair. Um, you can't take dark hair and make it blonde, but you could take brown hair and make it gray. I could take blonde hair and wow. make it brown. Uh, you That's can do, amazing. Women can do it too. Women can do it as well as men. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting you say that because I was listening to, wait, who's third rock from the sun? Uh, uh, John Lithgow. John Lithgow, John Lithgow yeah. and he was Lithgow, by the way. Really? It's, yeah, he says Lithgow. He reads it in Lithgow. Never says Lithgow. Lithgow. But he was talking about a table read where this, and it was uh, an Appalachian kind of um, play, and it was, you know, these kind of poor family with this, you know, kind of a frail girl, dirty hair. And he just said, oh, my God, this this girl. For the table read, he goes, he obviously plucked a real girl from Appalachia, blah, blah, blah. Then he saw her two weeks later, and she it was a sophisticated play, and he realized it was the same woman, and it was young Meryl Streep. Oh, so she God. walked in. Just a table read looking so much like the person. Wow. So uh, he said it was amazing, and she just came from Yale Drama School. So uh, now, now I don't see now nobody's telling everybody's actually telling you the opposite. They're saying what they're saying to you. Don't do that. Yeah. So, uh, so a, I've always heard a suggestion of the character. Right. A but suggestion. that's all. But that's all bullshit that goes back to like reading uh, Michael Shirtloff's audition or or uh, how to audition. The the only two books we have on how to do this. Okay. Uh, have have formatted these ridiculous ideas in in the last 40 years of how to audition all of those books tell you what not to do how not to be stupid michael shirtloff a very good uh acting teacher by all accounts and uh, a very successful casting director okay. um he wrote his his book was you know written for people auditioning for broadway theater 
and you know don't yeah. hold the sides. Right. They, and he said, don't hold the sides. They may think it's your final performance. Well, right. Give me a break. Your yeah. final performance is when the director when goes, the, right. you got, you Sean, got you got job. another one in. No, not even that. Right. The final performance is, you got another one in here? You're good? You're good, Sean? Yeah. Okay. Got, we're moving on. Then the first AD says something funny. We're on the wrong set. And then everybody moves. And you're never going to get to do the... Your final performance is when the director says it is. Right. On the set. After you get the job, not at right. an audition. It's ridiculous. These are ridiculous right. notions. I want to. I'm, can I? I'm sorry. On I the, love this. On the uh, same idea, River's Edge. Now, I, you guys, I came to Hollywood in uh, January of 19, uh, February of 1984. I started my first movie in uh, September of 1984, and then the second time I had an opportunity to read for a real movie was like I started in Cave Girl, a teenage sex comedy. Right. In which there were no teenagers uh, sex and it was, wasn't <laughs> funny at all. Um, and uh, and that's not my fault, by the way. There's yes. a lot of people to blame for that, not me. Uh, but the second movie was River's Edge, where I was going to play this despondent killer. Right. Now, you know, I didn't... And what did, year was that one in? This was the very next year. So this would have 85. been... 85. 85. And uh, in the late summer, early fall of 85. And so, uh, you know, I'm like, this is me. This I'm like a, a vuncular, happy person. Sure. You know, and I back then wore glasses. My wife was a little older than me, so we were not like a normal, typical, like yeah. young Hollywood couple. Excuse me. And uh, for the audition, and I never had an acting class. And by the way, if I had, they would have said, don't do this. And right. if I would have read Michael Shirtloff's book, it would have said, don't do this. For the audition, I didn't go in as me, and then I wasn't like, hi, I'm Danny. Hi, how are you? Okay, no, I'm the despondent killer. Kid. Right, right, right. No, I I got this, um, an old trick learned from Shanana, uh, Bowser and Shanana. I put KY jelly in my hair yeah. to make it look greasy. I went and got old, like, clothes, and I wore a, a rock shirt that I got off Melrose Avenue secondhand. I walked in there, and I had two two cans of beer in my pocket. And I walked past the chair that was set up for me, and I sat in the corner of a room that I had never been in before, and I popped that beer, and I'm saying this is 1984, I wouldn't take a real beer into an audition now. I popped that beer, or 85, and I started drinking it, and I said to the director, and this is, I can remember 10 o'clock in the morning, first audition, I'm drinking the beer, and I say to the director, go ahead. It's Tim Hunter, he grabs his camera which back then was like, you know, grabbing a Volkswagen and putting it on his shoulder. <laughs> right. And uh, he had no idea. He thought, I, he thought like they plucked Meryl Streep out of Appalachia, yeah. he thought that Carrie Frazier found me somewhere. He didn't see Cave Girl, thank God, or I wouldn't have had the job. <laughs> but then the end of that story is months later they cast me, and I went in and I took a bottle of wine for him and Carrie Frazier to the production office. Yeah. I handed him the wine. He said... This is very nice. Who's this from? And I That's said, it's, it's from me. And he was like, ah. I said, I'm Dan Roebuck. Wow. And and I learned a valuable lesson. I could have lost the job that day. Okay. Because I let him see what I really look like. Right. And he saw my older wife, and I was wearing a suit coat and my glasses. Right. Crazy. So you shouldn't have done that? I would say I wouldn't have done that until after we started shooting. Right. Lesson learned. Right. Hmm. Yeah. Well, now that's an amazing. Listen, that is something that I uh, look at your resume. Obviously, it's worked for you. 
uh, obviously it can't work 100% of the time or, you know. Well, I mean, we're, you know, we're working actors, right? So if I have, you said 200 some uh, things. 40. 240, uh, that means I've auditioned 2,400 Yeah, times, exactly. Right? right? 10%, you know. 10 to 15%, yeah. as they say, a working actor yeah. is 10 to 15%. Now, luckily now, I most of my work is offered. Yeah. So right, that's me what you too. Work, that's what you work up to, right? Right. But, but back then... Yeah, you were. If you were yeah. one for ten, you were you, you were, were a genius. Yeah, yeah, you were great. You were great. But listen, that that's a really great. I mean, it's it's a great advice, and it it certainly gave me pause because when I saw the Geico commercial, I turned to Sheena and I go, I guarantee you, he went in there looking like that. Oh. I guarantee you, because no exactly one right. would look at you and go, Oh, Alexander. Do you know what I mean? Right. No. Not and at I all. said, and I said, I guarantee you, he did that. And I go, man. One of these days, I'm going to talk to him about that, and I waited here, till here today, and here and, we are. Do you know what's funny? And at that audition, there was a, a great actor um, who's a great commercial actor who I've known for years, bumping into him since the uh, mid '80s. And I don't, want to, <coughs> I don't want to say his name because he didn't get the part, so I don't want, okay. to, I don't want to throw him under right. the bus like that. Right. But when I went in for that thing, and I wore the costume, and I had it all, and I go in, and the, um, you know, th- there were two people behind me, and uh, you know. It's what I notice a lot in the very few commercial auditions I've been to is people don't listen right. to what the guy or girl says. Right. So the guy was very specific, and we shot it, and he was like, "Okay, okay, you two, but you didn't, um, you know, you didn't do what you I didn't told do you. What I told you." And then he said to the one guy, he "Goes, you know what? I want you to, you're going to play Bell. Okay, Dan, thanks." Uh, and so I went, wait, wait a minute. How about we do it again? And we get everybody to do it the way you want it. And then we put the guy in. Because I'm thinking, the guy just watched my take. And by the way, my take of the, you know, making him like this idiot. Yeah, yeah, That wasn't yeah. written. That was me. That was you making yeah. your choice. So, like, wait, rewind, I'm kind of confused. Yeah, so we're you, you went in. You went in. I'm and in with. You, and you went in with a group of people who yes. were auditioning. Okay. Because you were doing some kind there of chemistry. Three, there were three people. And as we walked in, Larry, um, oh. Uh, we walked okay. in. The other fella, Harry, Harry, Jerry, Fairy, had just <laughs> finished um, being one of the other people. And the guy said, uh, I, "Just hang out here, uh, person. I want you to. I want to read you as uh, Bell." Because you had read as Bell, and they didn't like it. No, I'm they sorry. they liked yeah, it. No, no, but they liked. He just saw. Yeah. that other guy just saw what he did. Right, and they liked what I did, but. I'm sorry. Let's. We're going to begin again. I go into the room. The other people are leaving. The guy who I'm talking about, who is a recognizable commercial actor, was reading for one of the secondary characters, not Bell. He said, oh, I'm going to want you to read for Bell. Just sit there. Let's shoot Dan. And then he put the other two secondary characters in. And the secondary characters made a mistake. And he was like, oh, well, okay. So, And then he was going to have me leave and put the other guy in with those secondary characters. And right. I said, wait. Because sometimes you have to respectfully, may I please do it again where we all do what you want us to do. Uh, bef- and then I know I know, I know, know him for a long time. But I'm why sure. would they have asked you to leave if they had liked your read? Um, because my audition was over. And then they were going to give the second half of my audition to the other guy. Right. But I had to stop and say. You stood please. up for yourself. Well, graciously. Yeah. Can I please? And, yeah. and then I – and also, you know, they it also bugged me that that guy then saw – my magic act. Right. And he could have just done my magic act. Yep. Uh, so, yeah. as it turned out, again, I, it's, it's, it seems, I don't want these stories to sound self-aggrandizing. I want the point to be made that I graciously stood up for myself. Yeah. 
not arrogantly. Right. And um, and it you know that's put important. A lot of money in my pocket. Yeah, yeah, but that's important, Mister Fantabulous. We have no clock in here, so if I could, if I could, just in terms of the timer. Copy Is that. that. Okay. Thank you. Um, all right. So here's another thing that that's <laughs> been a very big. I don't know what that says. This is 3.52, Sean. Okay. Well, we don't know when we started. Yeah. No, we, we, do, we know that we have eight minutes left, Sean. We got eight, minutes, Wait, eight left. minutes in this whole show? Uh, we got eight no, minutes No, we haven't been going on for... Yeah, we've it? been going on for a little while. That's how it works. That's how Live it works. production, baby. But Peek before behind we, the curtain. Before we... Uh, uh, I just want to... Then a quick, a quick thing on... And then we're going to get into our, uh, our set story. Um... Tell me about the importance, and this has been a theme recently on our shows, creating your own content, and why do you feel that's so important? Oh, yes. Well, you uh, – hey, people, listen to me. You – when we did Cave Girl, you know, it cost $500,000 to make even a crappy movie. Right. But back then, uh, even a crappy movie was conceptualized and filmed for one reason, to play somewhere. So – you know, Cave Girl was going to play somewhere because nobody would spend that money and have the movie not ever play. You mean right. theater, festivals? Yeah, something. no, not festivals. No, none of that. Theaters. Movie right. theaters. Oh. Keisters right. in the seats, kids. Roxy. <laughs> uh, you know, drive-in movies. It was called Cave Girl. It probably didn't play many real movie theaters. Right. But, um, yes, create your own content. Why? Because you can, A, number one. Two, it's cheaper than it's ever been. Uh, but if you create your content, hey, man, watch something good watch schindler's list if you're going to make something about the holocaust because right. uh if you make it crappy no one's going to watch it because they know what a holocaust movie should look like and by the way if you need a cheap idea i've never noticed i've never understood this go to any starbucks new starbucks they look i don't who decided that the inside of a starbucks with wooden walls and hanging Lights. Why does it look like Auschwitz, where I'm where I'm having my coffee? Yeah. No, it's weird. Crazy. How come it's it weird. does? How come it's not nice? Yeah. And yeah. It looks like you know the woods. They are, don't want are, you to hang out anymore. Uh, evidently, they want you out of there. They I don't want know. You Starbucks out. looks like Auschwitz. You go into your next Starbucks and look around, and you're going to be like, "There's wood on the wall. It, there's a. Th- it says." You know, there's a, a thing that's a shower room. I mean, it's very inappropriate. There's air conditioning in the room. I think we're still good, as long as the AC is going. <laughs> right, exactly. But you feel comfortable in Starbucks. There you go. Uh, I endorse this message. But, but, right. For my but, but, but you're, yeah, it, it's, but I think there's something uh, ethereal about it in that, that you're, you're showing there's a positive energy that goes out. And I believe that brings in more work. Every time that I've tried to do something on my own, good stuff has happened to me yeah, well, and outside because there's some kind of positive force that's going out and coming back. And the force is creativity, my friend. Right. You're creating something. You're an actor, a creator. You're an artist. Right. You're an artist. By the way, if you're working at that Starbucks, you're still an artist. Right. So you better make that latte as beautifully as you can. You do not... We. So often we think everything's about art. I talk to I mentor actors all the time for free, by the way. And the thing they always say is, well, I, you know, I, I ask, are, are you married? Is there kids? Is there a, a wife? Is there a boyfriend? Uh, right. Do you volunteer? No, 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 no. It's all about my career. No, folks, we're people. We're humans. Right. You've got to be you've got to be part of the world to be able to earn the right to create. Right. So. When yeah. you create whatever you create, I, that's I'm making two points. Yes, create your own work and and 
if you're not creating your own work, find a way to, to ensure that the creativity is alive in any task you perform. Right. In anything that you do. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, I, I agree with that wholeheartedly. And Gary, uh, uh, Gary Marshall did talk about that a lot in his book. The Happy Days cast was happy and grateful and gracious, and unfortunately, they were thrown into it really quick with Penny Marshall and Cindy Williams. It was overwhelming, and so they had kind of a miserable set experience on that show um, because they weren't ready for it. They were insecure about certain things. They weren't, you know, ready for the thing, and and it was a big dichotomy. So it's very interesting you say that. There's so. Uh, Let me get into our how Danny and I working together. So we hadn't seen each other, and it was stories from the set. This was from the yeah stories from the set. Yes, that's my transition. Stories from the, by just yeah, saying it out loud. Yeah, yeah. yeah my transition saying. is thus far. Thus far, uh, stories from the set. <laughs> stories from yes. the set. My story from the set this week is so we had run into each other maybe a couple more times, but. I remember going, wow, I'm going to do a Disney Channel show. All right, that's okay. You know, I got the part. So and then after you book Wizards of Waverly Place? Waverly Place, we're sitting down for the table read. And this is one of my fun, favorite moments with Danny ever. And I sat down, and he sits down right across from me. And I'm like, oh, my God, this guy is, you know, I felt like your moment where you're like, why are you auditioning for this? And I said, what are you doing here? And he goes, what are you doing here, brother? I'm working as an actor. <laughs> at the table read? At the table read. Do you remember that? I do. Yeah. And we laughed so hard, and we just had the funnest week. We had so much yeah. fun together on that thing. And then a few years later... But Sean, to explain a little bit, what what are you doing here? You're asking what am that I because doing it's like here? a Disney channel. Yeah, why, am, why, am, why am I slumming? Yeah, what? right. Right. Because, I, again, like I felt like you did about that's your hero. such a crazy hero. thought process, yeah. though, because I think that's a lot of people's dreams to be on one of those shows. And but he he had kids like I had yeah. kids. Yeah, we were and, so like I was a movie star, and yes. I was playing a, a secondary character to a bunch of uh, teenagers. By the way, on a Disney show, on a Disney show. But we were both smart enough to know that it was the most popular Disney oh, show. Absolutely, in, everyone, in the world. Watched and everyone watches got, it. Everyone watches We get I get recognized Every for that week. show all Every the time. Week. That Wizards of Way, and so. It was the uh, humbling thing, and, and I know, you know, Danny works and is grateful to show up anywhere and be an actor, always. And that's what I said. He's a fan of the craft. He's a fan of people, and he doesn't judge. He doesn't, you know, flip his nose up at things. He just dives in and loves the people and the experience and always feels like he can take something away from it. And uh, so that was really great. And then cut to a couple years later— Danny on uh, Lost had one of the best deaths on the show. He explodes. I don't know. Mr. Fantabulous, you might know that. Were you a Lost fan? Oh, yeah. Yes. Really, uh, yeah. Really Do- Dr. Arst. You don't realize how big of a Lost fan I am. We've been doing this show together really? for a very long time. Really? I did not. I, really? Biggest. How did Top I not know that? Okay, yeah. but you remember Dr. Arst mm-hmm. blowing up, right? And then they brought me in, and people said, he's the best death since Dr. Arst, <laughs> because I say... There's no fire. There's no fire as a flaming arrow goes into my <laughs> mm-hmm. chest, you know. And so Danny and I were known as the, the two death. great, yeah, the, the death two, duo. The death duo. A good thing to be known and as. And we were hanging out we in love Hawaii. when they die. We were hanging out in Hawaii because it was the last season when they were showing everybody, bringing everybody back. And Danny and I um, were uh, seeing 
Rob Zombie's Halloween 2 because we were both in that. Now, we didn't work at the same time, but we were in Hawaii filming Lost and went to a theater to see Halloween 2, which we were both in. And that was another great trip. We had just a fantastic time. And uh, so the kismet of the weird things that you run into each other all well, the time. I, not only do I consider you a, a great friend, I mean, I consider you a great actor. Thank and, you. And and in and in fact, this next movie I'm going to make, people could go to see my last movie called Getting Grace. They could very sweet movie, wonderful that he wrote go, and directed. Thank you. They could go to gettinggracethemovie.com. Named after your daughter. Um, yes, actually. Uh, yep. Yeah. Uh, but uh, this next movie I'm making. Yeah. Uh, I I not only thought about Sean for a role. I wrote a role. For Sean, so it's not. You understand, you guys. The the connections you make are potentially forever connections. So when I sat down, I would think, how would Sean say this funny, and what would Sean do? Because mm. I I needed, I needed his his talent in my movie. So I created right. something so good for him that he can't say no. Can't. So that's that's the. Uh, that's the long and short of it, everybody. Yeah, you know? we've just scratched the surface. There's going to be more in May the I come future. Back? We have yes. to, I was just thinking that. Yeah, it, we didn't, we just... I didn't even get to ask you about your 240 projects that you've been a well, part of. I'd like to talk about them in, individually. Yes. Um, <laughs> 240 more yeah. episodes with you, Danny. Well, we have, listen, the biggest takeaway, I think this audition, the audition thing, it's a great it tees for your book. I love, you know, even I learned a huge thing today by listening to you and the way you attack your auditions. Uh, just that alone is a huge takeaway. There's going to be more from Danny. There's a new show that I'm going to be doing that I'm going to have Danny on. Plus, of course, we'll have you back on here with other subjects because I know Roxy is chomping at the bit for other questions. But uh, in the meantime, Danny, where can people find you or reach out to you? Oh, thank you for asking. Mr. Daniel Roebuck on Instagram. They can go to Daniel Roebuck on Facebook. Uh, and they should also check out Star Wars. Yes, uh, uh, very exciting. Je- Jedi Fallen Order. I'm one of the main guys in that. Uh, and you'll you'll enjoy me. I'm Grease Drydus, the pilot of nice. the Mantis. Great. That, that is crazy and has all of my nerd things happening. Yes, right yes. So I great. like that. And where do we find you? Everywhere at Roxy Stryer. Mr. Fantabulous. Everywhere at Jeffrey C. Graham or Instagram, Jeffrey Crane Graham. And at that guy, SMW, on Instagram and Twitter, and Sean Whalen Peeps on Facebook. Or if you're interested in acting, I am only uh, working with actors who are actually pursuing a career <coughs> in it. You can reach out to me at uh, Biz at gmail.com if you are interested in that kind of coaching. As always, thank you for letting me be part of your journey. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.